The new school year is well underway, but some children will be experiencing back-to-school anxiety. What's happening when kids feel this, and how should parents approach it? Dana Galloway is a presenter and coach with The Parenting Place. She's a mum of two and has some tips and tricks for parents and caregivers. Kia ora, Dana. I'm feeling very calm after that music. It's that was really lovely. chill, isn't it? I think I might just put it on a loop. Uh, I think what... maybe even having that music anxiety, that could be a great little uh, trick and tip. There you go. That's your signal to go off to, go off to school. Uh, what, what age group do you focus on? Because anxiety is experienced differently. We know there are you know teens heading back to school, very anxious or not heading back to school sometimes, mm-hmm. such as their anxiety. There's also the five-year-olds and the six-year-olds and the seven-year-olds. What age do you want yeah. to focus on, Dana? I'm happy to talk about all different ages. I've got a daughter at kindy, and, and for little ones, it can be more separation anxiety. For your middle-aged kids, it can be you know, more um, events, you know, what if an earthquake happened, climate change. And then for our teenagers, quite often it's more around the social things, you know, trying to figure out where they fit into the world and friendship groups. So there's many different things that um, our young ones are facing. Um, But back to school anxiety. I mean, I think there's a lot of things that work for all ages. And uh, one of the things, and it's very basic, but is actually just keeping the conversation going. And and as parents getting curious, curious of what's going on behind that behavior. Sometimes the behavior you're thinking, where did that come from? And uh, we need to take a bit of a step back and, and use our parent vision to look at the bigger picture of what could be going on. Well, speaking of bigger picture, I said just earlier when uh, promoing ahead that we'd be talking to you, it, it almost seems to have reached fairly chronic proportions since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We know that school attendance is way down. I think it's the, the measure of you know proper attendance is 90% plus, and the percentage of kids, 90% of the time plus, the percentage of kids above um, above that threshold is, is nowhere near what it ought to be. It's, it's quite sort of startling. And I wonder if it's worth discussing at the outset whether that disruption to school that happened for a cohort is relevant here or is this just a, a phenomenon regardless of recent global events? Yeah, I think there's many reasons why we are seeing these high levels of anxiety and these numbers. We we talk to principals and teachers and it's the number one thing that they're concerned about ahead of vaping, bullying, things like that. Um, I think we're still seeing um, some effects from lockdowns and and COVID. Um, When I talk to our local schools, they they say that they're still seeing that. Um, But I think, too, we've got more language around anxiety and our feelings and emotions. So even when I talk to my friends now, they, they go, well, actually, when I look back, I was experiencing anxiety, but I didn't have the language to say that's what it was. So I think there's many different Things I think back to when I was at school, I fainted off the um, stage and it was one of those things that, you know, you just feel so embarrassed and you relive it for a couple of days. But now with social media and people with phones and taping things, that can increase it. And, and with, you know, I feel like we know what's happening all around the world now. We look at war and climate change and we're aware of things that are happening. And so that plays into anxiety for our young ones as well. 
All right, well, let's start perhaps with the younger ones. What are some of the techniques you can use with those children early primary school? And then we'll move up the age groups, perhaps. Okay. So I think um, I've I've been dealing this with my son. Actually, I was talking on the radio the other morning and my boy woke up and said to me, I'm not going to school today. (laughs) I thought, this is great. I'm talking about this and living it. Um, So I find, you know, for a child going back to school, um, there's many different reasons they could be anxious. You know, it could be a new class, a new teacher, new friendships. So talking about those things and getting curious is really important. For young ones, rehearsing. I remember when I was young, my mum used to play school with me when I was four and just to get me familiar with what that would look like. Um, You know, anxiety is uncertainty. Um, So if we can actually give our kids some ideas of the structure of what their day will look like, that will really help. Walking around the school grounds, um, organizing some play dates. Um, It it is quite interesting too, some of the things you wouldn't expect that can cause anxiety for small ones, like how will I lock the bathroom door or where will I fill up my water bottle or what do I need to do if I need to go to the bathroom? So having those conversations with your kids and actually just saying to them, what are you feeling nervous about? And validating their feelings, you know, oh, that's really understandable to feel nervous about that can be really good because sometimes with all ages, we can feel like it's it's only me that's feeling nervous about this. What's wrong with me? So actually validating and saying, hey, that makes sense. And quite often we're nervous about things that are important to us. Um, so that's another great thing to talk to them as well. Um, when you've got a young one, too, that's feeling anxious, um, Sometimes we want to make everything better. So we want to say things like, you'll be great. You'll be fine. You're going to love kindy. You're going to love school. But it just sort of pushes those anxieties further down and it doesn't solve it. So to validate, to name it for them, and then to talk through strategies that they can bounce ideas around and you guys can come up with a plan together that they don't feel alone with an anxiety, that they're leading it with the ideas, but that you're there supporting and walking it through with them. Validation is very important at all ages, validation of feelings. And as you say, often the go-to is, you don't have to worry about this, you'll be fine, this, whatever. But that can't really get processed until the child or the teen hears, you know, that must be scary or, you know, as you say, some some kind of um, some kind of validation of the feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And little ones, they're looking to us to see how we cope with things. We role model so many different things. You know, what does mum do when she gets angry or how does she do these different things? So for me, I'll even talk about when I'm feeling anxious, maybe you've got a presentation or you're starting a new job yourself. It's great to say, oh, you know, I'm feeling a little bit nervous day one, but, you know, it's really important and I know it's going to be a great role for me, but I really just am going to have to push through and get through this first day. And then when you get home, you can talk about, you know, um, oh, it was hard, you know, I, I, I forgot a few things and, you know, you talk about the things you struggled with, but that, you know, you got through that first day and you're proud of yourself. So role modeling, how we talk about our emotions, how we talk about anxiety um, is really powerful for our kids. You Exactly, including how, how you might have felt when you were a child as well. You're uh, yeah. helping them realize this is normal and you're helping them, as you say, sit with the feeling and you're helping them with a possible uh, strategy okay um 
what what else in terms of the older teens where the anxiety can be a bit more complex potentially mm-hmm. there there can be yeah. serious reasons do you need to dig quite deep uh, into the reasons so the other thing that i hear from parents a lot is that they're getting to the age where it is much harder to just say do as i say i have parents email who simply cannot get their teen to go to school to get off the damn couch mm-hmm. actually in some instances which is we might move to the more serious end of concern with you in a moment but, you know, mm-hmm. what, what do you do with your teen, your 14, 15-year-old? I think it's really good to know that in our teenagers, anxiety can look like procrastination, um, you know, with exams, with going to school. Sometimes it looks quite defiant, but actually it's a it's your child that that's really struggling. Um, so if you see that they're procrastinating, they're not wanting to get out of bed um, it's really good for us to realize that is what anxiety can look like. Crankiness. I mean, there's so much going on with hormones and all sorts, but anxiety and crankiness are very much <laughs> go hand in hand. Um, I was talking to one of our, our parent coaches at Parenting Place, and she was talking about how, you know, that being connected to your teenager is such an important tool. She um, painted a picture. It's like they're holding on to a rope and you're holding on to the other side. And in those teenage years, they're thrashing around. They're like making that rope up and down and side to side. And it's really hard sometimes as a parent to hold on. But if they could talk and say what they were needing, they would be saying that they're desperate for you to stay connected and to hold on to that link between them. So talking is so important and and getting curious. Like I said, you know, quite often it's around social things, around friendships, you know, do I belong um, so having those sorts of conversations and like you say, talking about some of the things that we struggled with when we were at school can normal, normalize, which is really important. Do you recommend school- physical techniques There's, for, for any of us dealing with anxiety, things like breathing oh, techniques, other calming techniques? Mindfulness is huge and, it, and it's because it works, you know, mindfulness can look different, you know, for young ones, it could be breathing mindfulness, you know, of of deep breaths you know holding your breath in and then it go with the little ones they sometimes will put a teddy on and and they will watch the teddy the line on their stomach go up and down um for some people it is about you know muscles you know like you know squeezing those muscles and the release and doing that every big muscle in your body um it could be things like getting out of your mind and into your body Um, which one of the techniques is what are five things that you can see right now? What are five things that you can hear? What are five things that are touching you? Um, Another thing which is really great and works for a bunch of ages, especially the, the middle school, is creating a worry box. And so they put all their worries inside that box. And then every day you schedule a time, it's the same time every day that you will sit with them and go through those things and you will brainstorm and see where they're at. And at times some things will be added and some things will be taken away. But for for your child to know that there will be a time set aside every day that they will sit with you and be able to talk that through is really great. Can be we very want to keep it away from it. It's the same though. as making your own list. Our brain will keep oh, nagging absolutely. us with a problem until it knows that the, that it's going to be uh, that it's going to be dealt with. Um, it can be very effective. Some feedback coming yeah. in, Dana. Let's have a look at it. 
Uh, this emailer says, as someone who works in the primary school mental health field, one of the things our team sees around anxiety in children is parents who are incredibly empathetic and find it very difficult to just say goodbye at the gate. That's mm. interesting. Empathetic might be a polite word for what's otherwise known <laughs> as helicopter parenting. Uh, yeah, could and you, you comment? You don't want to delay that. Um, you want to have a real set idea of how you are going to say goodbye, have a plan, and you want to talk about it before you get to the gate. So this is what's going to happen. We're going to get there. We're going to find the place for your bag to go. Um, I'm going to give you a big hug. I'm going to say, I'll see you soon. And this is where I'm going to collect you. And then I'm going to say goodbye. Um, with my daughter, she she found it really hard um, starting kindy. And so I would say, which teacher would you like to go to today? And you want to keep it short and sweet. You don't want to prolong it because that can make it harder. And if you quite often, if you've got a nervous child, you know, as a parent, we can feel nervous and anxious as well. So it's really trying to keep that in check. And what I would do is when I got in the car, maybe 10 minutes later, I would just call for my peace of mind and check in. How's she doing? Oh, she was fine as soon as I left. Okay, great. Um, so I think that's really great advice um, to have a plan to stick with it. Uh, and I think, too, for me, when, when my daughter started kindy, it was really good for me and my son. I remember turning up and there's hot glue guns and there's scissors and there's, there's hammers and nails. And I probably was a little bit of a helicopter parent at that point. Um, and I remember reading an article um, that kindy provided and it talked about little ones on the playground and how actually sometimes when we're holding their hand, it's not very helpful because they don't realize what they're capable of. And if they can actually just be navigating the playground by themselves, realizing what they can tackle, what they might need to hold off on, they're going to be safer yeah. as well. Get out of there, that's, in other words. Get out of there. Yeah, uh, and absolutely. the other thing is, you just touched on it, uh, they physiologically and biologically sense how you're feeling. And if you are conveying mm. anxiety, they're, they're going to pick up on that. Another says, parents need to be pretty low emotion. I think this is the same thing. Parents need to be pretty low emotion at drop-off time. A quick kiss and a hug, then a loving but firm goodbye. However, this is Absolutely. impossible for some mums and dads. One thing we really notice here in Christchurch is the relationship between anxious parents and anxious children. Sometimes mum and dad need to sit back and examine whether or not their behaviour is adding to the anxiety of the moment. Thank you, Kim. One more here. Mm. Our local school uses multi-year classes, which means our daughter every two years finds herself in a class with kids three years older than her. This leads to a lot of bullying and clickiness between groups and young kids being isolated from the group. Our daughter is home of this today because... Oh, because of this today. Any advice? Well, how common is that? Is this, um, I'm just trying to visualise multi-year classes. So are these the big open plan classrooms that have come back in in recent years? I don't have an age for this young person either, but your comment. I, I would say, um, and, and perhaps this parent has already done it, but really coming alongside your school, talking with the teacher, talking about the dean, with the dean, um, depending on what age your child is, um, voicing your concerns and seeing what they can put into um, into play there. Um, I mean, teachers I've, I talked to our school, they've gone and upskilled. They've they've got um, resources that they can use, and they can have a, a family hui and sit down and, and hear your concerns and come up with a plan together. So that would be my first um, thing to do if you haven't already. It would be sit with your teacher and and see what they have in place because yeah like I say uh, my boys primary school they've got 
things that they've got ready to be set up to help with that and to put into practice. Okay, thank you for that. That is our parenting commentator today, Dana Galloway. She's a presenter and coach with Parenting Place.